Terry and Jesse show two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. I am the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady, and I am on duty for Jesus 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Terry. I love it. You're, you're swinging the bat for Jesus, Jesse. This is Terry Barber, the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady. And I am honored to serve our Lord every day uh, he gives me. And if we have another day to be on the air, to what? To help you fall deep in love with Jesus Christ and his church. Yes, today's topics, every, every day it seems like we learn something about our faith through the culture war that we're dealing mm-hmm. with. Uh, Tucker Carlson, he's telling the truth about George Soros, that the Democrat Party wants to hide from you. That was interesting. Also, you won't believe, folks, what Nancy Pelosi is hiding about the origins of the coronavirus and her connections with communist red China. And then, Jess, I was, I was surprised, to be honest with you, about Jordan Peterson. Not a Catholic, but he says the Bible is like no other book. Listen to what he has to say about the Bible. I'm thinking, dang, I think he might know. He might have a higher view of the Bible than some Catholics I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. I think you're right. <laughs> also, Jess, just a good-to-know file. Denver will no longer require masks or proof of vaccinations for businesses. Awesome. We, we're making awesome. progress, Jess, everywhere oh, yeah. in the country and in the world is starting to realize all of that. And one more good news file, Texas heartbeat law. Jesse, they cut abortions by 15,000 babies have been saved because of that legislation. I'm praying late in June when the Supreme Court makes that decision on the Roe versus Wade reversal, please God, how many more states will be able to save the lives of millions of babies? And think about that, the effect that that can have on our lives and on our country and on the world. So there's much, much more to talk about. But before we do that... Well, let me let people know about the month of February. Oh, jeez, Jesse. I've got to talk about the Holy Family, brother. February is the month of the Holy Family. Absolutely. Every single month in the Catholic Church, just like every day, it's dedicated to something specific to try to work and cultivate your interior life with God and, and, and try to help you in your state and life to become holier. So the month of February... Is not dedicated to anything, uh, you know, secular like LGBT or whatever the world says. (laughs) It's dedicated to the Holy Family. And uh, this goes back to the 17th century. It's a a special devotion where on this month we focus on the entire family. And a good way to do that, (coughs) in fact, I'll be honest with you, Mm -hmm. I learned this prayer from Terry Barber probably about 35, 40 years ago. I heard Terry... uh, pray it and i said that's a beautiful prayer so i've been saying it since i think the first or second family conference so that goes way back terry what was your first family conference at uh, late 80s okay I, I heard you pray it there in the stage and uh, i'm there with anita we're young people right there sitting you know taking notes and stuff the law information catholics and i'm saying that's a beautiful prayer so terry taught me to pray in the early 80s i end my prayers i say jesus mary and joseph we love you, save souls. Try to say that often throughout the month of February, several times a day, and you'll just feel, you'll feel the grace that comes uh, from that prayer, the power of the grace that comes from God from that prayer. Too. And, you know, you mentioned every day is dedicated. Today is Thursday. We dedicate that to the Holy Eucharist. So if you get a chance to make a visit to the Blessed Sacrament, Holy Hour, go to Mass today, every day. The Church is really guiding us every month, every day, for what? To get to heaven. That's the focus. If the church isn't giving us the teachings of Christ uh, about getting to heaven, the church isn't doing its job. That's all I see it, Jess. Yeah. We have nothing to say about um, 
global warming other than saying, this is my opinion. But that has nothing to do with getting me to heaven. Do you understand what I mean, Jess? Yeah, Terry, and, and what we're concerned about is the salvation of souls. That's all. And, and for example, I, because I love my faith so much, I love God and my faith, yeah. sometimes you have to come out of your comfort zone. For example, oh, yeah. this will take 30 seconds. Go for it. I'm at Holy Mass today with my wife, Anita. Down the street, Our Lady of Guadalupe Parish, Novus Ordo Mass. Mm-hmm. It's not, some days I usually try to go to the Latin Mass downtown in Monterey Misericordia. So, and today's the Feast of St. Blaise, pray for us, patron saint of throats. Uh, the priest, he's an older priest. You can see he was probably trained back in the 60s and 70s. He was a young priest back then. He's much older. He's actually retired. He just came in today to fill in for the pastor who, wasn't, who was uh, doing his duty in the National Guard. Um, and so the priest said, he goes, uh, after the homily, he goes, by the way, I'm going to give people a blessing of the throats today so you can stand in line. He goes, uh, there will be a line in the middle and a line on the side. So the priest, the older, the, the older retired priest, he went to the side to go of, the, of the sanctuary to go bless people. And in the middle, he told the lay person to go and bless people's throats. I'm like, I, I said, okay, what do I do? What do I do? I said, okay. That's and I just, I, I said it. I just said, I just raised my voice a little bit. I said, Father. A lay person is not allowed to give a liturgical blessing in church. This is not allowed. It's a liturgical violation. As as, as soon as I said that, it, there's probably about 75, 80, 80 people there. It's a pretty pretty full mass. About at least a half a dozen people chimed in. Yeah, lay people can't bless. Yeah, lay people can't bless during the church. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and and to the crease credit, Absolutely. credit. Yeah, he said, okay. ah, ah, he goes, uh, Mike, Mike, sit down, sit down. Uh, and Deacon, Deacon, can you get up and uh, do the and help me with Absolutely. the blessing? Absolutely. And so it, it was taken care of. The pastor called me up, busting up right now. He goes, hey, I heard what happened this morning. I said, well, yeah, you're, at, you're out at the National Guard doing your thing, and you've got a retired priest here. And uh, he goes, I told him. He goes, let, if you can, you know, because he's an older priest, and sure. he has a hard time walking. He goes, let the deacon bless people, not a lay person. But uh, he didn't listen to the pastor, and so the pastor says, I'm glad that you corrected him, Jesse. So I just got off the phone with him, and again, I, I, why do I do that? Because I love the church, Amen. and I want, I want proper order. Exactly, and we need more people doing that in a very orderly way, not in a confrontational, yeah, right. hey, you idiot, no, excuse me, Father, <laughs> that's not allowed. You know, see, it's all how you say it. Yeah. Jess, good job. Hey, brother, before we go to the gospel I just want to remind people, this conference that we had over the weekend, the Spiritual Warfare Conference, it's not too late to get the recordings if you didn't get them by going to vmpr.org. Just register to get those recordings. They'll be sent to you with a link so that you can listen to them forever because those talks were just so good. We want to get those out as fast as possible. All right, Jess, let's get some soul food in our soul. Very short gospel today. But it's right to the point. Oh, yeah. Mark chapter 6, verse 7 to 13. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. By the way, that's why you see, you know, even Protestants even keep this preset. Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons. Mormons, yeah. You'll see them go two by two. So that's a good biblical precept. And, and notice, he gave them authority over what? Unclean spirits. What, what are those? Demons, fallen angels. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. This is what's known, by the way. Here's my comment. Jesus is teaching them self-detachment, which by the end of our life, 
all of us are going to learn self-detachment either voluntarily or by force. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. funny. That's either, true. either, Yeah, either voluntarily or by force. Yeah. But God is going to detach you from everything, all your creature comforts, even your wallet, something like your socks, your, your belt, everything you're going to be detached from it. And that's what the, the, he was trying to teach the apostles very early on. Yep. He says, they were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave from there. Whatever place is not welcome, you or listen to you. Leave there and shake the dust off your feet and testimony against them. And that, by the way, that's just what I tell people. Uh, you can't tug on green fruit. There are some, some people that aren't ready to hear the gospel. They have a hardened heart. They're just steeped in a life of mortal sin. Just pray for the grace of their conversion, so that God gives them the grace. But there's some things that you can't say to some people because their mind is already made, made up like cement. And it says, so they went off and, and preached repentance. By the way, that's the main message of the gospel. Change your life, repent, turn your back on, on, on the devil and face God. Uh, go ad orientum and go, and, and go ad populum against the world. It says the 12 drove out many demons. Look, that's the power of an apostle and even a bishop. Yep. They have the full, power, the full power of exorcism. And they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. There you see a, a reference to the sacrament of the anointing of the sick or what used to be called extreme unction. Terry? Well said, Jesse. Uh, I just want to say that uh, it's so important to understand the spiritual life because so many people live like God doesn't exist. And this is why reading the Bible is incredibly important uh, I mean, you can't live a, a Christ-centered life without reading the Bible. And today, I'm going to bring the smartest guy into the room real quick, Bishop Sheen, if I can. Full Sheen, full sheen ahead. It's it's basically Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, 7, and 8, Jesse. It's so appropriate for us in our world today. God did not give us a spirit of cowardness, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with strength that comes from God. Why do I bring this this particular reading from the gospel, from the New Testament, actually from Timothy? Because it this is what inspires me. The word of God, I read that section right now, Jess, and I say, I'm not going to be a coward. So what's it say to you? <laughs> Stop being a coward, everybody. Everybody's a coward a certain amount. But yeah. let's get inspiration from the word of God that says, don't be ashamed of your testimony. Preach it. That's right. Uh, and I'll tell you, this is important because this is why we have to form our faith. We have to form our intellect by our Catholic faith because the devil yep. works on our emotions. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what is what is fear? That's one of the 11 emotions talked about by St. Thomas Aquinas that all of us have. It's in the catechism. And so the devil works on our fear, that emotion. But if your intellect is formed by the word of God, your faith will master your fear. That's the way it works. Excellent. That's why reading the gospel every day, the church is encouraging all of us. It's God's love letter to us. Let's be honest. Hey, when we come back, Tucker Carlson told one truth about George Soros that, yeah, Democrats don't want to hide. We want to hide from you. What is that truth? When we come back, we'll share it, family. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Tucker Carlson told one truth about George Soros, probably the most evil man in the world. 
And 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 I and I say that well, there's a lot of evil men, but boy oh boy, he's at the top of the food chain. Yep. But Tucker Carlson, he told the truth about Soros that the Democrats want to hide from all of us as Americans. George Soros is one of the most powerful figures on the left. Democrats and the corporate controlled media do not like to talk about that. But Tucker Carlson told this one truth about Soros that the Democrats want to hide from all of us. Carlson's latest documentary reports on how George Soros is trying to undermine Hungary's conservative president, Viktor Orban. Orban is a conservative who closed off Hungary's borders to illegal immigration and does not allow schools to teach the homosexual agenda. Good for him. I know. He's a good a man. man. A man of common sense. I've he's seen, a, I, Jesse, he's a just Protestant, to, too, too. Just to interrupt you, I saw the interview with Tucker and yeah. him. And, uh-huh. and this guy, it reminds me of just a traditional man that says, look, I'm a Christian, and we're just going to do it the right way. Go ahead. Yeah, that's we call those in the, in the Catholic faith just fellow travelers or men of goodwill. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, apparently... That that uh, documentary yep. infuriated uh, George Soros, <laughs> who's trying to oust uh, uh, Victor Orban in this April's election. That's okay. what he does. He he tries to fund the opposition's election to the tunes of millions of dollars, where he could buy airtime and billboards and mm-hmm. radio ads and all that. So in previewing the documentary on his show, Tucker Carlson told viewers that the evil billionaire Soros is one of the most influential operators in America, even if no one knew it. Soros, Tucker Carlson said in his show that he's one of the most powerful political figures in the U.S. Soros has had more influence over the ways Americans live their lives than all voters in in your average congressional district combined. In fact, in fact... George Soros now, just right now, the way in anticipation of the, of, of the election, midterms, just poured in a hundred twenty-five million dollars into a Democrat super PAC ahead of the two thousand twenty-two midterms. And Jesse, this article is very well done. But Soros is into all areas, even Gaston, who's the district attorney here in L.A. That's so bad. He was funded by Soros. He's got his tangles. He's got his little tank. Uh, what do you call it? A, po- a Ten- po- Tentacles, tentacles all over the world, and especially in free countries, trying to influence them in a bad way. Now, Carlson explained that the voters rejected Soros' open borders, ultra leftist ideology. However, Carlson added that Soros's wealth allows him to outsize influence on politics, but Soros buys his power, and that's not the way a democracy is supposed to work. Carlson's a brave man, Terry. Well, yeah, you know why, Jesse? He's a brave because reporter. he's going to be persecuted big time by coming out like this. Carlson then told his audience that any news organization reporting the facts, like we're reporting, Jesse, the facts find themselves under attack by Soros lawyers, allies uh, in the media, and from groups like Soros Funds. So news organizations that attempt to report honestly on George Soros, like Fox News, find themselves bombarded by Soros' lawyers and allies threatening to legal action and smear campaigns. Ask around. Carlson asked. It's true, Jesse. Well, Terry Carlson, Tucker Carlson had to move out of New York because yep. just because of his honesty in reporting, yep. you had Antifa and Black Lives Matter that found out where he lived and went to his house. Yep. 
and they were threatening him in his front yard with his wife and his four kids. Can you imagine? You're in your house and you look out and you see 50 to 100 anarchists from yeah. BLM and Antifa with signs that uh, that are violent. They want to do violence to your body. They're threatening you. They're dropping F-bombs. Mm-hmm. This caused him to move from New York. He now lives in Florida. He left New York. Yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, I, I don't. Can you imagine? No. Again, so the, again, if you speak out against the machine like he did and like we do. Yep. There are repercussions yep. uh, again because we live in a fallen world, and and, and the, the the and the Bible is very clear that this world is under the power of the devil. And I would just have to say that Soros ha- ha- happens to be one of his acolytes, one of his altar boys. The article says, "Media Matters, the left wing group that Soros funds, denounces anyone who reports on Soros' activities as anti-Semite." So. Again, media matters, uh, what they call a, a fact check, a Catholic fact check. <laughs> Phony. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, who was the, the one years ago? It was uh, years ago. Uh, Snopes. Remember oh, Snopes? Yeah, I remember there? that one. That, that was the original one. Yeah. Snopes. Okay. Yeah. Every, everybody say, oh, well, is that true? You, you got to check out what Snopes. Check out what Snopes says. Everybody was fooled. Who is Snopes? It's a liberal it's a liberal uh, Caucasian couple that lives in Northridge, California, at home with computers funded by Soros and Gates, and they set up an organization called Snopes, Come to Us for the Truth. They, they, they determine, this couple from Northridge, California, what is true or not from their laptops at home. They're probably busting up, Terry, saying the whole world comes to us. We're just a couple from Northridge, California that has left leanings. And we're going to tell people what's the truth. And so the spinoff from Snopes, now we have, again, fact check. Uh, you have media matters. Now we have Catholic fact check. Unbelievable. All these leftist organizations paid by Soros and Gates money to to call the rest of us that are saying one plus one is two. No, it's not. Who says that one plus one isn't two? Fact check says it's not two, it's mm. four. And so, Terry, uh, the... the, the, the uh, the elephant is, is 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 clearly in the living room, but we're pointing it out is that all these quote unquote organizations that report on who's telling the truth or not, there are all Soros funded activities. Jesse, we keep saying follow the money. And with George Soros, it's true. He has so much money going into liberal organizations. As a matter of fact, Jesse, do you remember what he did? The investigation about the Catholic Church? And how he wanted to make sure that the Catholic Church would get liberal teachings. And so they would fund different things in the church, liberal organizations inside the church, because he wanted to undermine Christ's church. This guy, that's why I say he's evil, Jesse. And I base it on, remember what Fulton Sheen said, Jess? Tell us what he said, the difference between an evil man and a bad man. Yeah, Venerable Fulton Sheen said that the a bad man yeah. does things that are bad like on a micro level, mm-hmm. you know, say bad words, yeah, masturbate, sure. drink sure. too much. Yeah. He, but he just hurts himself. An evil man is a bad man who takes his vices mm-hmm. and forces them upon the rest of the world. He maximizes damage because he has influence. Jesse, tell us how that most news organizations are intimidated by this. Yeah. And you can see why they are. Anyone, and I mean Jesse, I said you are whoever dares to criticize George Soros. Where you know what, Jesse, we're denounced as a bigot. Mm-hmm. They claim that disagreeing with an atheist billionaire 
is an act of prejudice. It's hate. <laughs> George Soros may be one of the richest and most influential men in the world, but he would like you to know that he's also oppressed victim of your unauthorized opinions. Unauthorized? Who's he to authorize my opinions? Just like if you're not going to war in the Ukraine, you're a tool of Putin's. Please, Carl, uh, Carl, Carlson say, stated, he's nailing this man for what he is, Jess. Yeah, Tucker Carlson, he's also revealed yep. that his show, this is probably why he moved out of New York to Florida to yeah. try to try to find some safe ground and some of allies. Uh, also, Don Bongino just moved off from uh, New York to California. Uh, well, let's Florida. be honest. Let's just be honest. Florida <laughs> is a more free state to do things than New York. It's night and day. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, we see this routine a lot. In fact, every day, uh, Tucker Carlson says that Soros' allies are doing it to us right now at maximum volume in response to our documentary on hate on Haiti. Tucker Carlson said we expected that. And we don't care. Good. You have a right to know exactly what Soros is doing to this country and to other countries around the world. And Tucker Carlson says, we think we've got an obligation to tell you, so we're going to. Kudos to Tucker Carlson. God be with him, Terry. Yeah. And, and, and God protect him and his family. And I want to just say a Hail Mary for this knucklehead Soros. I want him to be converted because I'm going to tell you, Jesse, he's, he's what, he's 89 years old? Is that what the Google said? 89 or 88? Yes. He's on, he's at the end of his life. And with doing what he's doing, I, you know, I wouldn't want to be in an exit interview with him. So let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'll tell you why, Jess. He is an enemy of truth. That's just the way I describe him, an enemy of truth. Which makes him an enemy of God, Terry. Yes, that's why we need Cause, to. Because God is truth. He needs to be converted, yeah. man. Terry, in, in an interview that I was watching, George Soros, he, sa- he said yeah. that if you have enough money, yeah. you could buy almost anything in politics. That's a quote from him. He says, if you have enough money, well, he's experienced that. Yeah, you can buy almost anything in politics. Yep. Guess and he's and done also it. he's been he's done it and he's doing it still. Yep. Uh, George Soros is atheist billionaire. He's also most people don't know he, he's he's a he's a he's a Jew. I don't know which one of his parents were Jewish, but one of them is are Jewish, if not both. He also Terry funds the enemies of the Catholic Church. Oh, the, big time. the infiltrators. He funds. Modern. Uh, he, he funds. Yeah, he funds Catholics for Choice. That's right. He funds Catholics United. Yeah, anything to undermine. He, he funds Catholics in Alliance for the Common Good. Yep. And he funds uh, Faith and Public Life. These are four leftist organizations that purport to be Catholic that are funded by George Soros. Once again, the the man is dangerous. He's not only and, dangerous, Jesse. Let me say this. He's a very smart man, too, because look what he's been able to accomplish and the evil that that man has done. He knows how to play his cards. Yeah, Terry, and I'll tell you, he's drunk with power. Oh, big time. Yeah, he's, he's, he has this destructive personality, this yeah. destructive uh, uh, desire for more money. Uh, he, he's, he's power hungry. He's greedy. He just always thinking about how make, making more billions of dollars on the backs of people's tragedies. And he's a man without a conscience as, as well. The man has no conscience. 
the man, he's working, he's been actively working to destroy America's democracy from the inside for many years. Uh, he's also somebody, Soros is very open. He's an extremist. He wants open borders. Mm-hmm. He wants a, a one-world foreign policy, a one-world government. He wants legalized drugs. He's for euthanasia. Uh, Terry, this man is off the charts dangerous. Yeah, in persona, uh, evil, okay? He is the person that represents so much bad things that are going on in the world, and he's influencing it in the wrong way. Hey, Jess, I want to just remind people before you know, we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi in this next segment. One more time about what hap- what's happening in Phoenix. I want to uh, p- talk about this uh, coming week. Uh, it's actually next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We will be, many Catholics, hundreds of Catholics will be assembling, gathering together, doing prayers of reparation in front of the Saguaro Hotel awesome. or the Temple of Satan is having a three-day conference. Yep, and we'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. <laughs> Amen. You won't believe oh my God. what Nancy Pelosi is hiding about the origins of the coronavirus. Yep, she's hiding something from all of us as, as Americans here in this country. From day one... The corporate-controlled media and the public health experts, what I would call the medical dictators and the Democrats, tried to cover up how the coronavirus pandemic, what I call scamdemic, pandemic, started. The left kept an awful secret, and you won't believe what Nancy Pelosi is hiding about the origins of the coronavirus. For nearly a year, big tech would kick anyone off their platforms who stated the obvious truth that the coronavirus escaped from China's Wuhan Institute of Virology. Case in point, Joe Rogan is right now, again, uh, <laughs> fighting to keep his... Uh, he's, he's, he has the most followers of any podcaster in the world, but, and he's not even a real, a, a real a hardcore conservative. You know, he, he's a conservative, but he's not a moral conservative. Uh, but yet, because he's spoken about the virus... And the fact that he used ivermectin, boy, oh, boy, Terry, the left came after him with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, keep going, Jess. So Dr. Fauci and the head of the NIH, Mm -hmm. Dr. Francis Collins, also sought to squash any real investigation into the origins of the COVID outbreak after the NIH. That's the National Institute of Health, who Fauci is the head of. Hmm. The NIH funneled money to EcoHealth Alliance for the purpose of funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. What is gain-of-function research? It is making a virus stronger. Exactly, to be able to penetrate the cells. Exactly. Why Why would any scientist make a virus worse uh, and, and and do all this concoction in a laboratory? Yeah. Don't we want to make viruses go away? You what do you mean make them worse? You know, just, that's, that, yeah, that's what gain of function research that is. means I'm in glad, layman's I'm glad language. You explain that. Now it appears that Nancy Pelosi may be the latest American official compromised by ties to Red China, Communist China, who is covering up the origins of the coronavirus. And Jesse, this journalist Peter Switzner, author of the bombshell new book Red Handed. 
How Americans Elites Get Rich Helping China Win, wow. explained to Fox News host Jesse Walters that Pelosi's husband, I knew this, he's in bed with the communist China, and it's affecting American policy. See, this is, to- this is illegal what's going on, but nobody wants to talk about it. Continue, Jeff. This is what they call crony capitalism. Exactly. This is a definition of crony capitalism. Is that, yeah, you're making money, which is capitalism, but you're doing it because you're using your political influence. Exactly. This is evil, Terry. Uh, and, and we also got a lot of nepotism going on in, in California because uh, oh, the, yeah. the governor is, is the nephew of... of uh, oh, did you know that, folks? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that. Governor Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. Oh, my God. So not only within this family do you have crony capitalism, right. you have nepotism. That's right. So uh, Peter Schweitzer, the author of the book Red-Handed, How America at least got, got rich helping China win, he pointed that in 2008, when Pelosi initially favored boycotting the Summer Olympics held in communist China, until one of her husband's limousine companies signed a contract to ferry VIPs around the event. <laughs> oh, I guess she got uh, she changed the thought just because of some money huh, being thrown at her way. This is it, Jesse. Because it directly affects her husband's exactly. business. Exactly. Follows so, money. Peter Schweitzer says Nancy Pelosi used to be pretty anti-Chinese Communist Party early in her career. And then her husband and son started seeking deals in Beijing, China. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like the Biden family. Yeah, well, yeah, they're all in it together, yeah. believe me. And it's interesting You'll remember the last time China held the Olympics in 2008, Nancy Pelosi was in favor of a boycott. And then, lo and behold, her husband was a partner in a couple of limousine companies that got major contracts in China to ferry VIPs around the Olympics. And Nancy Pelosi, voila, lo and behold, suddenly she went from boycotting the Olympics to saying that she was opposed to a boycott for the Olympics. Yeah, because she... So was... she flip-flopped like a pancake. Yeah, well, what, it's amazing what money will do. Similarly, Schweitzer said that Pelosi's family has done business in communist China since the COVID outbreak began. And he told Waters that this could help explain why the Democrat House has not held one hearing on the origins of the corona pandemic. Isn't that interesting? Terry, this is what happens when you have uh, a malformed modernist Catholic and you give them so much power as a senator, a president, vice president. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, Joe Biden. They're all together. Uh, uh, Fauci. They're all making money. But, but the point is they have a malformed That's moral true. conscience. Yeah. Their moral conscience is as dead as a dry wood. Mm-hmm. They, their moral compass is broken. Their moral conscious siren is off. And, and, and yet, on a, on, a, on a worldly level, they have untold power, but they're not guided by the word of God. Yeah. And this is why they're involved in one corrupt practice after another. The article says, look, uh, this is Peter Schweitzer says this. Look, Nancy Pelosi's family has done a lot of business in China since the COVID outbreak. She has refused to allow a single congressional hearing to even discuss the origins of the COVID virus. Why on earth would the Speaker of the House take that position? Hmm. Because she's making money on it, man. 
She's got. See, this is what we would call. Um, in a, a, she's got a conflict of interest here. Yes, and yeah. people have to know this. And you know, nobody wants to talk about that because it's not very comfortable to say, "Well, Nancy, you and your husband are making lots of money with this with the Chinese Communist government. Don't you think you should keep yourself out of the politics? You know, step down because she knows what she's what eighty two years old. Get out of the way. Oh gosh, she's drunk with power. And they, some of these people are going to be drunk with power until they drop dead and go to their exit yeah. interview. And then they're going to meet the one who has total power. Amen. And the one who's all holy yep. and all humble. And, and this is, Terry, why it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Politics are dangerous for one reason. Not that we don't need politicians that are believers in Christ. We do. But it's dangerous when you, don't, when you slip up and you start losing your life of prayer and your life of faith and your sacramental attachments to the church where you get sanctifying grace and you just start thinking worldly, 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 Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden are a classic example of what can happen to a Catholic that makes their politics their religion and the religion basically takes a backseat as something that they do an hour on Sunday. It's in a shoebox somewhere in the closet. Americans would be appalled to learn that if true, that Nancy Pelosi's financial portfolio is why the United States House of Representatives looked the other way and gave communist China a pass when they unleashed a global pandemic that killed millions. And what did we do? Or what did our politicians do, the Democrats? They looked the other way. Why? Because there's in financial incentives to keep their mouth shut. Jesse, I want to talk about the, in these last few minutes about the word temptation. How do you overcome temptation? Right? By living a sacramental life. By living in the state of grace. I'm going to test to saying that all these people above are tempted to make lots of money. And because they have compromised their moral conscience to say, hey, I deserve it, or whatever they compromise on, they're making all kinds of money. They know deep down that this is a compromise, but they justify it by saying, well, look, I'm in position, I can do it. But you see, when you have your life centered on Jesus Christ and you're living a sacramental life, your conscience is informed. I believe that their conscience has been warped, and that's why they can make these compromises on money and also on killing innocent life through abortion because it's consistent. Once you compromise on your money and on your morals, anything goes. And it's proven by looking at these people. Terry, the catechism even says that not only individuals, but even governments oh, yeah, they, yeah. can fall into temptation. That's right. Even governments. It's in paragraph 2236 and paragraph 1740. The catechism says that even governments can fall into temptation. If, if, if you don't believe me, just look at recently. I mean, the, uh, when we had uh, the Obama-Biden administration, that was a government that succumbed to all kinds of temptations, which violates their authority, uh, be, but because of their personal interest to keep Democrats in power, they don't care. They violate the principle of authority. The principle of authority means that the, the, the God realizes that God has ordained government. That comes from God. Government comes from God, Romans chapter 13. Right. But it doesn't mean that the individuals in the government come from God. They come from man's election. Amen. We vote them in. But the institution of government is a patriarchal institution that's supposed to be at the service of the common good. 
and and to be in the service of God. That's why our coins say one nation under God, Terry. But so many people today have violated that principle. Uh, they're not one nation under God. They're one nation under their own wallet, their own pocket, and, their own bank account. And Jesse, I'm going to blame the local church for a lot of these the liberals. The bishops. Exactly, for not teaching them the faith. Can you imagine if the bishop of you know other, other states, this bishops come out and say, look, this is black and white Catholicism. Abortion is murder. You cannot receive Holy Communion. This is a clearly teaching of the Catholic faith. And then they teach all these other things about conscience, and they inform people to say this is an informed conscience. But you know what? For 50 years, Jesse, people have been malformed, and then that affects the politics because you've got Catholics that are baptized who don't know their faith, and she's one of them. I would attest she knows nothing about her true Catholic faith. She only knows compromise. That's why that's what we call in the Terry and Jesse show low information Catholics, and that's right. We started VMPR yep. uh, four years ago yep. because we want to be a voice of truth out there, and we want to help low information Catholics exactly. become high information Catholics, because a high information Catholic becomes a holy Catholic, right. and a holy Catholic becomes a man of virtue and a woman of virtue, and that is what make, gets you to heaven ultimately. Well said, because if souls are saved, everything is saved. And if souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. When we come back, we've got some interesting topics. With Jordan Peterson, what he has to say about the Bible will surprise you. It's very positive. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. What we have in this world is we have pe- Americans that either have a biblical worldview or a secular humanist worldview. There's no third option. And the Terry and Jesse show, you obviously know that we have a biblical worldview. Everything that we see, it comes from the lenses of God's word. And it's good to see that somebody with the gravitas of Dr. Jordan Peterson he says the, the he says the bible is like no other book he said this to joe rogan in an interview he said that the bible is the precondition for the manifestation of truth and way more than just true so these are some eye opening words from a uh, 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 one of the world-renowned psychologists who just retired as an academic. And these words about the Bible, he said during an interview on the Joe Rogan Experience, he told the host that the good book is not, oh, it's, it's, not like, it's not like any other book, but also far beyond simply true. So what are some of the details that, that uh, Jordan Peterson, this world-renowned author and, and psychologist and speaker, who recently, again, resigned, didn't retire, resigned as a tenured University of Toronto professor while calling academia, he says, a stunningly corrupt enterprise. That's why he quit. Yep. And so he told Rogan in his podcast that the Bible is at the very core of our cultural bedrock of agreement. And, uh, Noting that he had just walked through the very cool museum of the Bible, the, the museum of the Bible in Washington D.C. I think it was put up by Protestants. From what I, it I, is, I, it is. Yeah, for, yeah. Sure. 
So Dr. Peterson explained that in terms of fundamental texts in Western civilization, those upon which just about all others depend, the writings like the, the likes of William Shakespeare and John Milton, all of them stem from the Bible. They're all based on Western civilization biblical thought. But the Bible, Jordan Peterson said, is the very foundation of them all. It's the foundation of Shakespeare's works. It's the foundation of John Milton's works. It's the foundation of Dante's works. Anybody who wrote something that, that is still being read centuries later, it's because their, their, their book, their thesis, their essay, their arguments were based upon the foundation of God's Word, Terry. Jesse, this is a good article. I want to read right from the Catechism of the Catholic Church just to make sure we're all on the same page. What do we Catholics really believe about the Bible? Paragraph 105 says, God is the author of sacred scripture. The divinely revealed realities which are contained and presented in the text of sacred scripture have been written down under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This is really fundamental. I want everybody to get their catechisms out and read these paragraphs because it says, Holy Mother the Church, relying on the faith of the apostolic age, accepts the sacred and canonical books of the Old and New Testament, whole and entire, with all their parts on the grounds that written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they have God as their author and have been handed on to us as such the church herself. Jesse, you you were taught this in Steubenville when you were going to school, that God, now paragraph 106, I like it so much. Very, very few universities teach that, by the way. Well, it's you, right in the catechism. They should. Yep, right, right. They're modernists. Exactly. Yeah. God inspired human authors of the sacred books. This is how you need to know this about the Bible. To compose the sacred books, God chose certain men who all, while he employed them in this task, made full use of their own faculties and powers so that though they acted in them and by them, it was as true authors that they consigned to writing whatever he wanted written. And I might add, Jesse, it says, and no more. Paragraph 107, this is so important about our Bible. The inspired books teach the truth, right? Since therefore all the other inspired authors of sacred writers affirm should be regarded as affirmed by the Holy Spirit, we must acknowledge that the books of Holy Scripture firmly, faithfully, without error, Jesse, teach the truth which God, for the sake of our salvation, which is to see and confide to the sacred scriptures. It goes on, but I want everybody to understand, Jordan Peter's article is good, right? He's saying that the Bible's true. But look at what we teach in our catechism, and then you'll know what really we believe thoroughly on the Bible. Yes. Jordan Peterson will make a good Catholic, and I think he's traveling. Absolutely, uh, he's coming. He's traveling, close. yeah, he's traveling Romeward, Terry. You remember when Patrick Coffin interviewed him and asked him the question? Well, you sound pretty much like a Catholic. Well, not there yet, but I'm I'm leaning. So I so I think this young this old man now who's done so much good for people and yes. giving them a focus in life. I think, you know, someone should just send him a catechism because, Jesse, what I love he's about too, the he's catechism— He's smart not to. I know. What's so, what's so beautiful about the catechism is it's so orderly and it sets everything in place. Many of my convert friends have told me, guys in jail that read the catechism in jail, they go, this is beautiful. It, may, it answered all my questions about life. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's exactly what actually uh, uh, St. Teresa of Avila said about the Holy Bible. Yeah. Uh, she said— uh, St. Teresa of Avila, doctor of the church, all the troubles of the church yep. 
All the evils in the world yep. flow from this source. That men do not by clear and sound knowledge and serious consideration penetrate into the truths of sacred scripture. Uh, yes, and people sometimes ask me, Jess, does God ever talk to you? I said, yeah, God talks to me every day. You're kidding. Yep. I read his word every day and guess he speaks to me. Amen. And Jess- yeah, so he, talk, he could talk to you every day too. It's right in the daily mass readings. God will speak to you well every said. day. Well said. And Jesse, I wish they had this line in the catechism that there was no expiration date on this book. <laughs> that's a Jesse Romero. I know it. That's why I said, <laughs> I, whenever I read these paragraphs, I always add, we did a teaching with Bishop Joseph Strickland on this whole section of the catechism on the Bible. And uh-huh. if people want to get it, they can go to vmpr.org, go to the Bishop Strickland Hour, and just look for that title about the Bible and what do we really teach. And it was Bishop Strickland who took this whole, all these paragraphs on what we believe about the Bible. And he just did, this is what we believe. And this is so important that we know the fundamentals of our faith. This is why ending this program on our faith in the uh, about the Bible and about the sacraments, this is something that every Catholic needs to and, and get into every single day reading God's Word. As Jesse just said, that's God speaking to you. It's His love letter. Yep. Uh, and also, in case, just a, a nuanced position for us as Catholics, yeah. that of, of, of the 73 books in sacred Scripture, paragraph 139 of the Catechism says that the, the, the four books that are the most important, right. or they, they actually occupy a central place, because Jesus is their center, is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four, four gospels. gospels. Yep. Yeah. Amen. They, they occupy the central place in Scripture. And also, the church wants us reading the Scriptures. Wants us. Paragraph 133, 133 of the Catechism. The church forcefully and specifically exhorts all the Christian faithful to learn the surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ. By frequent reading of the divine scriptures. Amen. Then it quotes St. Jerome. Ignorance of the scriptures is ignorance of Christ. So on a practical level, try to set a goal of reading the Bible a little bit every day. I mean, God's not going to zap you if you miss a day, okay? So don't get all legalistic. But you'll feel the difference in your spiritual life. You will. And before you begin reading the Bible... Ask God to speak to you through the Bible, like Samuel. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And and when you read the Bible slowly, after each paragraph, ask yourself, what is God saying to me right now? And it's even okay. It's not a sin. You can write questions and notes in your Bible. It's not a sin. Exactly. You can highlight your Bible with a yellow, green, blue marker, yeah. passages that are helpful to you. Exactly. You can mark your Bible. It's not a sin, Terry. <laughs> if you looked at my Bible and my catechism, you think, uh, yeah, it marked up. Why? Because that's how I pick it up. Hey, Jess, I want to remind everybody there's a new movie coming out by a very conservative filmmaker, Denise D'Souza, who I really respect. And what he's doing, Jesse, I saw the, the, the uh, teaser. Check it out. It seeks to prove the 2020 election had widespread voter fraud. What's the title? 2,000 Mules. And it's got video footage of all kinds of fraud. Just check it out because, you know, again, it's the truth that sets us free. And that movie, I think, I'm, I can't wait for it to come out. Uh, Jesse, thanks for c- c- finishing this show with Scripture because, you know, this is 
so important as Catholics. This is our book, folks. We're supposed to know it okay? yeah, better t- than our Protestant yeah, brothers. Exactly. Terry, one day the Constitution will no longer be here. It'll be ashes. Oh, yeah. It'll be dust. That's right. One day the Declaration of Independence won't be here. It'll be ashes. It'll mm-hmm. be dust. Mm-hmm. But the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke twenty one thirty three says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Amen, brother. Jesse, I want to thank you, and I want to thank all our listeners. I hope you got some education today, especially when it comes to the Bible. Open up your catechism. Open up your Bible on a daily basis. This is what we call a holy practice. Just like today's dedicated to the Holy Eucharist, we got to be reading that Bible every day. And I want to also mention again the Spiritual Warfare Conference from last week, and I'm going to I'm just getting to listen to all the Which recordings. Which was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. And again, you, our listener, you should listen to these talks by Father Chad Ripperger and his crew that was there. And the way you can do that is by going to vmpr.org and just sign yourself up to get all those recordings. We'll send you the link because this needs to get out in the world today because I think what's happening is people don't know that they're in a war. I really do. I think people are like asleep at the wheel. And they need to be woken up. Well, what do we wake them up with? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And by the way, in case you're wondering, what's the best-selling book of all time ever since the invention (laughs) of the printing press? Well, the answer is the Holy Bible. Not even close. Not even close, Jesse. Yep. Hey, bro, one more time about what you're doing. Not this week. I'm going on retreat this coming weekend. So that's when you're... Tell, give us the... Uh... February 11th, 12th, and 13th, uh, we'll be in front of the Saguaro Hotel. Hundreds of Catholics, men and women, praying prayers of reparation because the Temple of Satan is having a three-day <laughs> conference Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we will be out there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday awesome. with our rosaries and praying for their conversion. Awesome. Don't forget Dr. Sandoval comes up. Great man that his show will be following. If you can't get it on your station, just go to vmpr.org. And download the free app. You won't want to miss Dr. Sandoval's show. Jesse, what state should we be living in, brother? State of sanctifying grace. Don't live in the state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. Amen. And don't, don't forget Our Lady of Fatima. I keep saying it. Souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Please, let's all make sacrifices for the salvation of souls. Because we know life is short. In eternity is forever. Last time I looked, Jess, nobody gets out alive. We're all going to have that exit interview. Let's be holy when that interview takes place. May God richly bless you. Thanks for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God love you.